Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. What does content strategy look like and what is it? Yeah, I think it um, it really depends on your needs. So it can be as heavy or as lightweight as you want to make it. But I think like if you think about someone's day to day, it's the difference between sitting down at your desk and having no idea what you're going to do mm-hmm. and having a plan. Gotcha. Um, and that plan can be as big or as small as you want it to be. Um, something that I recommend to really small startups is to uh, or just small companies in general. So this is a great idea for small businesses as well, is if you're having trouble thinking about what to write, mm-hmm. start keeping a log like over a couple of weeks, either every time you get off the phone with a customer, mm. write some notes about what your conversation was. Or maybe you say, I'm going to schedule like 10 or 15 minutes at the end of the day. And then write down your reflections about the conversations that you had. And if you do that over a couple of weeks, you're going to see themes Interesting. in your in your conversations. And those are generally like the questions. Your customers are asking you the same questions. You're giving the same answer, but maybe you have, you know, you're, you're you, so you have the answer, but you don't have an asset to give to them or to share broadly that could answer that question for customers. Hmm. Um, so I think it can be something as simple as that, as you sort of learning about yourself and your interactions with your business and writing down a couple of themes so that when it comes time to write something, you're you're thinking about those themes. And I mean, gotcha. you could even just compare it to all of us who do like goal setting exercises at the end of every year, or the beginning of the next year where, uh, you know, I do that. I've got like five goals. And every time I get wound up about something or overwhelmed, I go back and look at the goal list and think, is this something that I'm, you know, this thing that I'm expending so much energy on? Is this something that is going to contribute to any of these goals on this list? Yes. Okay. Then I keep going. No. Okay. Then we need to figure out how to how to offload this. Okay. So it's kind of like thinking about like what are my goals with content strategy, or like what is my goal with the content I'm putting out. So I'm just thinking of me, you know, my company as an example, Knapsack. We build websites on Squarespace. So a couple of things you mentioned are super helpful and practical. I love that idea of keeping a list of any questions that your customers ask you because I'm thinking classic question I get maybe in like a first discovery call with the client is, oh, cool. Squarespace sounds cool. I've heard of it, but like what what makes it different or better than WordPress? Mm-hmm. Perfect blog post, like yes. Squarespace versus WordPress. Like what's the difference? And what ty- and even like niching it down to the type of business we serve for a an accounting firm, uh, is Squarespace a good fit? for an accounting firm? Maybe that's a good question to ask and then show the pros and cons, like what features might be there or might be missing for an accountant for accounting firm. So I love that idea. And then the other thing I think I hear you saying is that it's like, not only do you need to write a list of questions, but then match those against like, what are your goals with content strategy? Like for example, 
is it so that new people searching for you, like, is it organic search? So people Googling you start to find you, or is it to educate existing customers and maybe provide like a database of FAQs that is going to help customer service. So don't customer service every single time gets the same questions over and over. They have a quick little copy paste that they can send off to that chat and answer their question. So it's kind of like, what is the point or what's the problems you're trying to solve? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Hearing that right? And I think also even take a step back further and say like, what's your why? Okay. Why do you want to do this? You know, is it about helping someone? Is mm -hmm. it about growing your business? Is it about becoming a, you know, a leader and gaining trust mm. in the marketplace? Like, what is it because the CEO told you to? Right. You oh, know? Man, yeah. And then you need yeah. to figure out what the better, what the right answer is, because there is a lot of that. Like, is it that you feel like you have to? because everybody else is doing it, because that's going to make it really hard. That's me sometimes. Know? It's like with social media, yeah. it's like, I mean, I don't know if we really need this social media page, but everybody else is doing it. So I guess we should. And then it's like, you're like, oh man, we got to come up with a post for today. And you're like, uh, what do we want to write about? Like, that's the opposite of content strategy is my thought. It's kind of like <laughs> content obligation or something. Like that sounds kind of horrible. It's just like, I guess we have to write something, but if you actually had a purpose in mind, not just to be like everybody else, then that would help you know like, oh, our strategy is to reach these own business owners here because we know they're on this platform and this is actually to generate leads. So we need to make sure we're actually providing helpful information here and calls to action to get them to our website or whatever it is. Like that, make, that makes a ton of sense. I've been there definitely where it's like... Mm -hmm. Um, I feel obligated to create this thing, but I don't really know why I'm doing it anymore other than to just like do it to not be embarrassed of how long my last post was. Right. Yeah. And I think like there's a there's a fine balance there. So first of all, I, I want to go back to what you said about having a company social media page. Mm -hmm. And I think it's to remember that like people follow people, mm, gotcha. you know, they're interested in other people. So if you are the leader of, of Knapsack, then the content coming from you is going to resonate more than from sort of this anonymous company page. Mm, yeah. Um, so I think thinking about, you know, how you make it authentic and you make it that it's coming from you. But I think also um, you have to find a balance between, you know, wanting to post regularly and not beating yourself up when you don't do something. Okay. Because you're playing a long game. You know, mm. this stuff takes a really long time. And I think instead of, you know, setting a goal to post like five days a week or something like that or right. create, you know, X amount of content, just setting something that's more realistic for you because there's going to be you, you have a small business. There's going to be days when you get too busy and you go, oh, gosh, you know, <laughs> right. I didn't have a chance to do that. Well, I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. Right. So I think it's really, really important to remember that because otherwise you can get discouraged. Okay. And then yeah. you're not going to do it because yeah. you're discouraged. It's partially mindset almost. You got to kind of keep it even keel. Don't freak out. If you can't do it, don't feel guilty, but just like take it on the next day. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What What are some like the different like practical things that fall under content strategy? Like what types of things does content strategy influence? Off the top of my head, I think of things like... Uh, recording podcast episodes, um, uh, writing blog posts, posting on social media. But what are some other examples of like types of things that might fall under content strategy that all can kind of work together to help your business? Yeah, I think about it's all about what goes into content strategy. So um, thinking about what your position is in the marketplace, like where you fall when it comes to competing alternatives. Like if you lose a deal, who are you losing it to? And and most people know that because customers are telling you that we're going to we're going to go with X solution or we decided we're just going to keep doing this in-house and have the pain and we'll just deal with it or whatever it is. 
Um, so knowing what those comp competing alternatives are, knowing what differentiates you from those competing alternatives, whether you have a product or some kind of service, like how are you, how, how is Knapsack different than other agencies out there that are also working on Squarespace websites? Who are you selling to? Like, who is your, who's your target customer and what value are you bringing to them? And then all of that's going to help you get into what your market category is. Hmm. And this is if you're if people are interested in reading more about this, April Dunford has a great book called Obviously Awesome. And it's about positioning. And she, that's what she does. She All she does is help companies position themselves in the marketplace. But even just thinking about those questions at a high level, then also thinking through those themes, what we talked about, that exercise of going through and taking notes on what things are coming up in customer conversations. And then I think also, where do your customers hang out online? Do they go to Twitter? Are they on the accounting subreddit or the tax Twitter? Or are they more on LinkedIn? Are they, do they consume more podcasts as opposed to written content? What kind of conferences do they go to? Or maybe, you know, if you're a small business that's local, what kind of local in-person meetings could you go to? So all of those kinds of things. And I think you can get that both through kind of stalking your customers online, just looking them up and seeing like, where are they? What are they doing? What are they commenting on? What are they posting or sharing themselves? And also just calling them up and asking them, where, where do you hang out online? What do you find? Where do you find most value in solving the problems that you have, you know, with your website? For example, for you, Ben, since we're talking about um, Squarespace websites. Um, what podcasts do you listen to? What what resources have you found that are most effective that are that are solving those problems? So for you, like one of the things I think about are like with your um, your plan, the support plan that mm -hmm. you have, those videos that people make when you have a problem are gold. Hmm. Those are things that you could take and turn into content that you could put online. I mean, I know that that's just for individual end users on the support plan, sure. but it's something that you could turn into a more agnostic piece of mm. content yeah. that's really helpful. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I guess that means, yeah, even like video content falls under this. That's definitely content as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Or even like what you do for a community. Maybe yeah. you create your own kind of community. Um, you can create a Slack group if that's mm -hmm. something that your customers would be into where they can talk to each other and share problems and get support. You can go to conferences and speak about you know, the problems that your customers are having and how you guys solve them. You could could have a panel where you've got customers talking about mm -hmm. those problems. So there's there's all different kinds of content that you could create. But I think a lot of it is like what goes into coming up with that. Right. And I feel like the other thing, I mean, maybe this is like a small way of thinking, but at least for me, it's like when I think of content strategy, I'm like, all right, what are the skills and resources I have on my team of nine people that could actually be realistic to generate too? It's like, cool, videos sound awesome, but... I can't afford to pay somebody to build, you know, like make me all these awesome custom videos and I don't really have time to make them. So like what's valuable that's like realistic too, you know, at least for me. I'm Mark, I mean, maybe you can speak to some of this too because I know you create content, you know, at Brand Viva, you're always creating photography content, you're creating video content, social media posts and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, it's like figuring out like what's realistic a little bit too. So I don't know how you, how you think about that kind of stuff, but I feel like this is like all, all kind of like stuff that I'm on the fringes of, but I don't really think about as much as I should. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, what is the content that you are 
passionate about and that you can kind of create on a consistent basis, especially if you're starting off yourself, you know, doing something like, again, you know, I find a lot of value in podcasts because I can take a podcast and write a blog post off of it. I can create mm. three or four different clips from that to have video content or audiograms. And so then I can create a lot of content off of just doing one podcast recording. Mm. And so I know like for a lot of our clients who who podcast with us, you know, they're people who are CEOs or executives and they don't have a lot of time or bandwidth, but they can schedule an interview and then record for an hour and then you know, we can then take that and turn it into a month's worth of content, you know? So I think too, it, it depends probably where you are, like on a financial place, right? Where it's like, okay, if I can hire someone to write me blog posts or partner with somebody to do that. Um, but if I have to do it myself, maybe it's, maybe it's just aggregating content, right? Like maybe you're really, you're interested in reading a lot of stuff and you find stuff that's valuable to you. So then you just reshare that content because you don't have the bandwidth to maybe write it. I mean, what do you think about that, Amy? Yeah, I think those are all great points. Like repurposing, that's, that's exactly what I do with my podcast. I think, you know, mm. the, the, get the most bang for your buck out of each resource that you have. And I think also thinking about internally, strengths and weaknesses and like what people want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have somebody internally who enjoys making videos or if you have someone internally that is a good writer but doesn't get the opportunity to do it that much. Um, and if you're the founder and you're too busy to be doing all this writing, someone on your team can interview you and write the copy for you. Mm. So I think it's it's a good idea to think about like who's on your team, what are their strengths and weaknesses, what do they like to do? And also like maybe take it down a notch for yourself personally, that it doesn't have to be like this super perfect, glossy looking thing that's, you know, in terms of the video or audio, like those loom videos where you've got a person in the corner and the screen where they're showing you what to do. Those are great. And I've seen people do those like big companies do webinar style presentations. Yeah. And it's obviously on Loom right. and it's still really helpful. It doesn't look unprofessional. So I think also you have to kind of maybe lower your own expectations that you don't you mm -hmm. don't have to make it so that it looks like a high quality movie production. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's interesting, too, because I do feel like sometimes that can be almost more um, uh, raw and like almost endearing. Like, oh, cool. I'm like seeing this famous person in their house recording this thing and showing me how to do it. You know what I mean? Where it's mm -hmm. like, feels more approachable than like a really slick video where it feels like, Oh, you're kind of far away and you're mm. like, wow, you're this really professional person. I think there's a balance. Cause like depending on your brand, you know, that's could be important to like always be super polished depending on what you do. Mm -hmm. But then in other cases I'm like, that's kind of cool to like have an inside behind the scenes take. And it's a little easier to create and gives a little bit pres less pressure. I think it's a great point. Cause I, I think that's like a hurdle. Sometimes I run into mentally where I'm like, like, I know in my head, I could sit down and, and record a five minute video right now that would really help people. Like I just off the top of my head, because I've had just happened to have that experience in that situation. I could just describe that to someone, but now I'm like, Oh, well, let me see. Let me get the perfect five points I need to put together, polish it up. I need to get my camera out. Oh man, it's going to be a whole day production. Like, and it's like, it turns into something bigger than it needs to be where if I just were to sit down and record that video, like I could probably sit down and record a loom video and email it to my client list of a couple thousand people. And they'd probably be like, Hey, that was awesome things that would probably honestly be better than me trying to write the perfect blog post they'd probably almost appreciate that more even though it's a little bit less effort um so anyway that's it's really getting me thinking that's, that's a really mm -hmm. cool idea yeah 
Yeah, that's definitely a good one. And it was making me think of like, um, there's a couple of people that have noticed recently. I mean, I'm sure there's more than a couple of people doing this, but this like 10 minute podcast idea mm-hmm. where they're just talking through one idea and that's it. Um, and, you know, you get these quick bites of things that are helpful to you tactically and it doesn't take them very long to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think however you can do it in a way that makes it easy for you and, you know, gets it out the door on a schedule that you can commit to, then then that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about repurposing content. I feel like we've done that a couple of times, even on this show. Don't, don't tell our listeners. But sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I'll write a, an article and then we'll use that as a show topic, you know, but you right. know, everybody likes to listen to or likes to digest that content in a different way. So if we can have a video, have a podcast to listen to or an article, everybody prefers a different way. So then we can take that same idea and spread it out to more people. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what are what are some of the things that you're doing as far as content goes? I know you have a podcast and then do you prioritize like writing blog posts since like writing is is kind of your main discipline or what does that look like for you in your own business? Yeah, so um I just started the podcast at the beginning of this year. And honestly, you know, this has been kind of an exercise for me because most of my work has been writing for other for clients, mm. not for myself. And it's a completely different thing. It totally to be, is. It probably gives you some more sympathy for your clients. of like, yeah, this is hard to write for yourself. At least that always is for me. I know. Yeah. 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 So um, I decided to, to start with the podcast. And um, I think I launched that back in March. And so that was initially like just the podcast. I was mm. just launching the podcast. And um, then I started feeling like, okay, there's all this goodness in here that I'm missing out on. Like there's just one recording that gets dropped whenever it gets dropped. So um, I came up with a cadence of things that I would do around that. And I actually have some help from a a virtual assistant who helps with, um, she does the audio. She also does, she takes the, the podcast video and does like a one to two minute clip based on something that she found that's really insightful. And it's amazing how like people who are, outside of the situation can pick the best things because sometimes it's at the point where I've listened to the podcast and I'm sure you guys know this, like I've listened to it three or four times and it's so hard to listen to it and think, what is the best clip in here? Cause <laughs> I've, I've heard this so yeah. many times, yeah. you know? Um, so she does that. She also takes a quote and puts it in an image um, that I'll put on LinkedIn and Twitter. And then I still do most of the the ideation around the mm-hmm. blog post. So I'll go through the podcast and say, this is what I want to talk about. Not not just like a, not a regurgitation of the blog yeah. post, like something unique that came up or some strategies that were really important. So I give that to her and, and we work together on that. So that's where we are now. Um, I would like to start a, like a newsletter. And in addition to all of that, and um, I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm still trying to get up to speed on all of this because it's just, you you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot to manage. Oh, for so sure. I and feel you're, like... You're solo too. So like you're doing this for your clients all the time. And then also most of them have like a team or something. So you're solo doing it all yourself probably. I mean, like you said, you have people helping you too. Yeah, but. yeah. And a lot of them are solo too. Like it's just a couple of people. But I think that's one really important thing to think about when you start, like for these really early stage people or for, you know, small businesses that are listening that don't have a lot of staff, like pick one thing, just pick one. Mm -hmm. Because if you go, okay, I'm going to do a podcast and then I'm going to have a blog and I'm going to have a newsletter. I'm going to do videos. 
then none of it's going to get done because it's just too much. And I think you have to pick something and start it and do it consistently and let yourself have some success over Mm -hmm. time. And then you can go on to whatever the next thing is that that you want to get up and running. And you'll get to the point where you have a lot more content. It just takes a little while. Yeah, that's awesome. So Ben is a a great note taker. And uh, I guess if you had to give us a couple takeaways, Ben, from this conversation, what would that be? If I had to give like 17 to 23 takeaways. 17 um, to 23 takeaways. No, I've got to, I'll keep it short. I'll keep it short. There's a few things here. I feel like that were really helpful things. I just want to remind myself and our listeners of things you said. So one is I love that practical tip of taking notes and what's happening in customer conversations and just keeping them in a sticky note or like a notepad near your desk or something. And then when it's time to go ahead and write something, you've got a whole list of ideas. That's brilliant. I love that idea. I think that thinking about where your target customers hang out online is really helpful. And then like overlapping that with what are the strengths and weaknesses of your team? So like, do you have a writing person on your team? Do you have somebody who can do audio? Do you have somebody who can do video? Think about, okay, where are they online and what content can we put onto that platform? And then also what is that, um, the way that your target customer likes to consume content. So if you can find like the three things there and that overlap, it seems like that would be successful. So I feel like that was a really great tip. I like the tip. This is like, this one's kind of like, I don't understand why I didn't think of this before, but if you did, if you don't have time to write it, have someone on your team interview you and then they can write it. It's like, Oh yeah. It's like, well, I have this idea in my head, so I have to write it. It's like, no, somebody can just ask you questions and then write it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, that seems like a no brainer now that I'm saying out loud, but I think that's really helpful. I'm sure it's the same for someone else out there. So I love what you said about it's okay to lower your uh, production value expectations a little bit and make it a little less slick, a little less perfect and get it out there. I think people honestly are usually looking for answers to their questions and they're not like necessarily judging on every little thing like that. They're just like, what's the content? Where can I, what can I learn from this? So I think that's great. Um, And then you also just mentioned a book that sounded interesting, which is the checkout mentioned it, check out the obviously awesome book. Um, and you said that was about product positioning and that looks pretty cool. So, um, just recommend checking that out too. That's all I got. That's awesome. Uh, this has been a a really great interview. Thanks so much for, for sharing with us. If you could give one action item or a tip to our listeners to kind of start next week off, right. Uh, as far as like creating content or brainstorming content, what would, what would that be? Like, what would be the starting point for someone? I would say if, if this is about the Friday habit to sit down on your Friday morning, if you can, with your cup of coffee and think about all the conversations that you had this week and make some notes Okay. and that'll give you some ideas for Monday. So I feel like I love the idea that you guys say the Friday habit because Friday, even though it's the end of the week, it's a really productive day yeah. for a lot of people. You know, yeah, I think that's awesome. So, where's the best place people can connect with you if they want to uh, hire you or you know just learn more about what you're up to? Where's the best place to connect? Sure, um, just LinkedIn. I'm Amy Hardison White. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my podcast is called Scrappy FinTech Marketing, and uh, my website is amyhardisonwhite.com. Done by Napsack. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, awesome. Uh, for um, anybody out there who wants to find show notes for this episode, you can uh, also find links to our website and ways to get in touch. Um, it's thefridayhabit.com. At the bottom of that page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system that'll show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. That's right. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. 
Uh, if you don't subscribe, subscribe and leave us a re- review in the Apple Podcast app. Yes. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a quick voice memo and send it to hello at thefridayhabit.com. That's right. And until next time, remember, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.